Welcome back to It Was Murder, the Heart to Heart podcast. I'm world. your devoted lover. Eric oh, Plum. wow. <laughs> wow. Oh. The one. There's really nothing Joe. more to say. <laughs> Joe, but, you kind of wanted Eric to lay off the number one in the world thing, and he did. Oh, but really, yeah. I, it just leaves a... Pregnantly. Like a... I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Well, I can also mention that we are the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the universe. Mm. Great. Now we're better. Cool. Known existence. And I'm your good. devoted lover, Eric Blood. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not your devoted lover. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> oh, my God. I think we should start over. I don't know what's happening. Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. There we go. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. Mm. And I'm your devoted lover, Elenito, except no substitutes. <laughs> and I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. I almost said exhausted virgin. See, I can't, I'm sorry, guys. I shouldn't have messed with the intro. <laughs> it really threw us <laughs> it off. It really threw us off our game. <laughs> right. I am just going to blindfold myself and go walk out into the street in my oh. bathroom. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm before so you do that, before right you now. do that, let's, let's see if we can pull our thoughts together to discuss. To a fugue state. To discuss philately. 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 Stamp Flatly. collecting. Stamp collecting. As a hobby. Stamps. And a business. Bill Ladley. Heart, it's a heartless hobby to some, <laughs> including What's the writer that? of <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I don't understand the title of this episode what at you, all. What do you mean by that? It's, it's because there's one of the hearts is involved in this hobby, uh, but, <laughs> but they called it Heartless Hobby, and that's the episode we're talking about tonight. Sorry, guys. I'm a little... I'm loopy. <laughs> <laughs> From this episode? I've been reading Icelandic ghost stories, and I can't really... <laughs> unless someone uh, rattles some chains, I don't know what, what the fuck is going on. Heartless hobby. Anyway, Heart. let's see if we can okay. jumpstart this in the Minute Zoom. Max, where I have to... <laughs> oh, God. It's going to throw us off. <laughs> so sorry. Just tell, so tell sorry. it in, with kind of a Icelandic... Ghost story vibe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck maybe hang, hanging really on to your sanity, listeners, <laughs> through Eric's Minute Max. Yeah, this is going to scare you in yeah. a way that you didn't even know you could be a feared. This may un- unravel you. Heartless. It's going to scare your economy away. Heartless. Okay, heartless hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer collects stamps. Who knew? Uh, and they're friends at a at uh, the flower shop from the first episode of this season are having a stamp show because apparently the flower shop closed. <laughs> and uh, one of the women that works at, a st- at the stamp place that looks like an art mummy uh, just <laughs> uh, hides a mil- <laughs> the most expensive stamp in the world under a bunch of adhesive and another stamp onto a blank invitation to their party, which they give to the hearts. They find out about this. They send their goon to go kill them or retrieve the stamp. He can't do anything right. Um, the hearts then uh, go on a little little fact-finding mission to find out where this stamp went. They find out at the last minute that they have it. Then they have fun fucking with the art mummy. And uh, then there's a fight, and pretty much everything goes back to normal. <laughs> pretty much. Wow, two seconds to spare. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Wow. I didn't want to risk it. the time. <laughs> Adding any extra. Am I up next? It is you. All right. Heartless hobby. 
the philately episode it's about what you expect uh there's an expensive stamp and it gets hidden under another stamp that is given to the hearts by mistake even though there was plenty of opportunity for jade the art mummy to grab it back but she just didn't uh and they send the their henchman mccoy to their house and he has a gun and he doesn't use it for some reason he just stands in their bathroom watching them and then walks straight past the invitation when he leaves the house like an idiot maybe the biggest idiots in heart to heart history these villains uh anyways they go to the stamp collector show that they're having to see some stamps and there's like the what you would expect the music to be playing there um the villains try to get the stamp back but they fall down some stairs they tumble down some rich people on the stairs <laughs> and then they beat up the guy and oh jade gets shot the art mummy gets shot and they get the stamp back and it's the happy ending after all and i have four seconds to spare and i don't need it <laughs> oh wow um okay <laughs> pretty understandable I plot. the timer okay heartless hobby so jennifer got um a check for writing a story about old time California and Jonathan is all, I support you. What are you going to do with it? How about stamps? While he's wearing a super rad velour Adidas striped pullover. (laughs) Then uh, Jennifer's all like, Oh, you know what? Uh, Claude Faraday, my dad's friend, he has that stamp thing and he is doing a stamp show and they go there and they're like, Oh, we're browsing at stamps. And then Jay is there looking menacing in big glasses. Oh God, I forgot the part where she goes to have an afternoon delight with the guy who is from Boy Meets World. Anyways, that's confusing. They drink a lot of brown liquor. They brilliantly, in my mind, hide a million-dollar stamp under a big Tlingit mask stamp to smuggle it out, but the hearts get it. Back and forth with McCoy, the crazy but not very good man of hench. Jay and McCoy get yelled at a lot by the guy from Boy Meets World, and then people get shot at kind of unexpectedly in a way that's cool, and then there's a fight, and Stanley's there. Shit. Oh. Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, he was in the episode. The Boy Meets World neighbor. That's what I missed. The mm-hmm. villain is the neighbor from Boy Meets World. He was, you know, he's also, he was in the Parallax View, which I just watched recently. Oh, weird. Uh, mm, that's right. He's in a lot who doesn't of stuff. love seeing, seeing people fighting on the Space Needle. Yes. <laughs> I love um, Parallax View. Parallax View is a movie that I do love uh, because I love how it looks and I love how it feels. And mm-hmm. every time I watch it, about an hour into it, I'm like, is this over yet? <laughs> oh, are we talking about Parallax? Really? Movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> William Daniels is the, the actor yes, that William we're... Yes. Yeah. I still way. love Parallax View. But um, that was Parallax View Minute. Mm-hmm. And this episode was boring. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to spoil the ending. <laughs> uh, there, was some, there were some clothes that I liked. Uh-huh. Uh, Max in particular looked really good in his tie tie free suit, uh, just the vest and and nicely sized collar, unbuttoned to the chest uh, top. He looked good. I was like taken aback by how good Max looked. Good night, freeway. Bye, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we said, what else can you say? <laughs> oh shit do you want to talk about the paranoia trilogy Mm. (laughs) (laughs) wait is our podcast about alan jepaculous paranoia trilogy now (laughs) yes Yes. i can talk about that we're pivoting we're pivoting to pacula it's about yeah all right do we i guess we should go in order so clute parallax view all the presidents (laughs) 
All right. Let's dig in, Clute. The only clothing I noticed from this episode was Jennifer's horrible dress dress (laughs) at the end. And she has that very nice black one that she says, which one should I wear? This thing that looks like a squid or this suave, (laughs) like nice black, (laughs) like mermaid squid, red sanitary squid, Disney princess gown. Yeah, it was that was gross or very elegant, black, nice evening wear. And Jonathan chooses the red one so that he can have an extra ruby. Uh, because he was no, it's the crimson. crimson. It's the vermilion, vermilion, vermilion stamp. Vermilion, the Nyanza yeah. vermilion so is the two things fake million dollar stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. I hated that dress. Anyways, that dress wasn't a favorite of mine, but I, it didn't make me want to gouge my eyes out or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this episode. There's some things about it that I think are really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, mean what I said in my minute max, although it took me off track, like hiding the stamp under another stamp is awesome. I also feel like I have to shout out the stamp that they put over the Nyanza Vermilion stamp because it is a 1980s stamp honoring um, Indian art. It's yeah. honoring Native American art and it's, uh, portrays portrayal of a Tlingit mask, which is cool. That's cool. And yeah. I learned because I was like, ah, because it said Tlingit, and I noticed that in the episode. And I'm like, I have to find out about that stamp. And so that stamp actually um, debuted in Spokane, Washington, at the 94th annual uh, Philatelic Conference in 1980. Was it an elegant event? <laughs> was it held was at a flower was shop? There a, a former flower staircase? shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, I don't know where it was held, but I'm going to guess that it was held at the Davenport Hotel. How many people were trampled when the gunfire started? (laughs) This is obviously what this episode was based on. How many rich people's wigs fell off? Uh, This is not what I mean, I guess this was a philately museum sort of space. Gallery. 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 Okay. So maybe this is like the opening of that, which I could see. At one point, somebody says stamp collectors are the nicest people, um, the <laughs> nicest sort of people in the episode. And I I don't know why I immediately was like, don't think that's true, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know any stamp collectors. Do you collect stamps, Ellen? <laughs> I, well, I don't know how to answer after you said that. <laughs> I just like, um, I realized I was judging an entire group of people. <laughs> like, it was my hot take on, I, pro- I just don't think that's probably true, but I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I... I have, um, I'm not a stamp collector per se, but I definitely, when I go to the post office, I ask to look at the stamp book. If there's one that I have heard about, Mm. I try to get it. I order them online sometimes. Wait, what am I actually saying about myself? I'm not a formal stamp collector. Like I just like to sometimes get the sheets because I appreciate not only just the post in general Mm -hmm. in all the countries, Mm -hmm. but, um, I love mail, I love stamps, and I love that they make the effort to hire artists um, to make stamps. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many great stamps. I can think of some of my favorites. I just, I don't know, I love them. Like from Movie Monsters, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, um, there's so many good stamps. My favorite one happens to be a sheet of bats. Or I also, um, sometimes I've gone and and looked for 
certain stamps that haven't happened, you know, when I've been able to go buy my own stamps. So in particular, I love um, these stamps, 10 cent stamps from 1974, which honor um, the publishing of Sleepy Hollow and actually have like a little mm. Lewis Horseman and Nicobod Crane. And I like that because some creepy yo. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have but, like an actual little booklet of Sam? Um, I don't, I don't keep them in, in the book that you probably should, which would have the mounts and have them all hinged and stuff because it's just not that much of a thing. And, you know, the oldest ones I have are 1974, so I'm not worried about it, but also because I manage a museum collection, I have a lot of, you know, like I have acid free stuff, so it's fine. It's not like I have a notebook. Like if you came over, I wouldn't be like, let's put our monocles in and look at my stamp collection. <laughs> we should do it next time um, we're over there. That oh. sounds like a hot date. I think I lump, I lump stamp collectors in with like other types of collectors maybe in my head, and that's why mm-hmm. I was like I had a weird reaction to that line being said, but maybe they are just the nicest type of person. I don't know that I know any stamp that collectors. That seems general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's being um, general about them, not me. <laughs> The Expo 74 stamp, the Peter Max stamp. Have you guys seen that? That's kind of iconic. So. Oh, it's kind of, it's cool. The only stamp I can remember is the duck one from Fargo. Yeah. That's like the one stamp mm. that comes to mind. Right. Are you it's the tree scent. Yeah. It's only the three, the three cents. <laughs> the three cents. That, that's what I love. And like the, the themes for stamps are really interesting, you know, where it's like, oh, it's the honoring the Negro baseball leagues. It's women in jazz. Mm. It's, Total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> so the stamp in the episode was worth around a million dollars, they kept saying, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was shocked uh, at that price. So I looked up what the most expensive stamp ever sold for. What would you 9.5 all... million. Oh, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Ellen already knew. Yes. How did you know that? Because she's a stamp enthusiast. Because you're a philat- <laughs> philatelist. No, it's because... She's a philater. It's the, sta- philater. It's the stamp that they're, b- they're basing the fake... Yeah. Nyanza Vermilion is based on that stamp. The 1856 Guana. Guiana. Guiana. One the cent Guiana magenta. magenta. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually re- they talk about it in the episode. They actually talk about the magenta. Oh, they did? Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. miss that whole part. So all they did was change the color. <laughs> I had another reaction, like the optometrist needles, where she peels the stamp <laughs> off the paper after Jennifer gets the stamp back and she just yeah. starts ripping that it was... from the paper. And I was like, <laughs> it made me cringe so hard. That was so fun. Joe got genuinely uncomfortable in that scene. It's like creepy 80s evil ASMR. It's just like, why moment? just leave it on? It's worth a million dollars. Leave it on the paper for a minute. Just let it chill well, out. Um, I felt super creeped out by the way everyone's just putting their mitts all over the stamp. Oh, at the end? Mm. There, this That stamp yeah, I, gets oh, touched God. with bare fingers. It gets Stuck. glued to another piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. It then ends up in a cake. Oh, yeah. Covered right. in, yeah. in and then on frosting Stanley's pants. or whatever. <laughs> like, that's, none of those things are good for paper. No. Um, Not for a million dollar obviously, squares of Obviously, that was... I found that alarming and it was also a little confusing because initially they're handling the stamps the way that you should. I mean, like she puts on the gloves and like they're in the vault, which I can only assume it has humidity and temperature that keeps it safe, blah, blah, blah. Like the stamps are stored in, in like the proper mounts and whatever. And she uses the tongs and then like everything just goes to fucking shit. Like two seconds later, (laughs) she's like squeezing that million dollar stamp in the thing. And she does, she does 
hides it behind the amazing Klingit mask stamp. I mean, like she brushes the, the, she moistens the glue on that stamp just around the edges. So it's just holding it in there. So it's not actually stuck down mm-hmm. to the envelope. But then when Jennifer like yanks it off after yeah. they terrify the bizarre stalker mailman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Where he, t- he talks to her. So, okay. So for people that don't know, right, <laughs> there, there's like some madcap uh, weirdness where Max and Freeway take this invitation that has the million dollar stamp concealed in it. The hearts figure out that the stamp they're like oh my god like there's something different stanley's invitation doesn't have the thing and jonathan and jennifer put two and two together and they're like oh my god we got to go get our invitation it's sitting out here on the hall table let's go look and see if we're right and then it's gone max and freeway have given it to the mailman max and freeway are being totally normal about giving things to the mailman and then the hearts are like and so they (laughs) um jump in the car and chase down the mailman and the mailman understandably i don't know if this is foreshadowing i don't know when people first started to do things that brought the expression going postal into our vocabulary but the way that the mailman reacts to being chased i think is also kind of normal Mm -hmm. um and uh, like a distressing tangent that probably wasn't necessary in the show Mm -hmm. but so the mailman ends up like the hearts are chasing the mailman the mailman pulls over and jumps out of the mail truck, clutching his leather satchel, beautiful leather satchel, mm-hmm. to his chest. And he crouches down in front of the mail truck because he's terrified. As if they're going to shoot him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the hearts are all like, oh, hey, mailman, <laughs> mail person. It is a man. So I feel like I can say mailman. It's it's a mailman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> hearts. And then... He's like, oh, did you get my card? And then Jennifer and Jonathan get so like classist and above stairs with the mailman for some reason. And they're like, oh, no, fuck. Yeah. Um, You just give us the thing. We need to illegally rifle through collected mail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's doing the thing. And he's like, did you get my card? And she's all, oh, what? uh, hmm." And he's like, I was thanking you for the turkey that you gave us for the holidays. And then it's like, is this. A mailman from 1982, <laughs> or is this a mailman from 1882? Because it got so mm-hmm. Dickensian all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the way the mailman was reacting to getting the turkey. <laughs> He's like, thank you so much. Uh, we really enjoyed it. We got Which four is, meals so we, out of it. We got four meals out of it. And he just keeps like talking about the turkey and they keep blow- brushing him off and dismissing him. And it's just like, I don't know what the weirdest part of that scene is for me. And then, of course, two seconds later, they're in the car, ripping the shit out of mm-hmm. uh, a uh, priceless mm-hmm. inch square of paper. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't put it in her bra or something. Like she, <laughs> the At that point, the stamp was just being manhandled to a way too uh, much. Yeah. really aggressive degree. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I'm so used to seeing that kind of thing. But the fact that it was partway there is what aggravated me. It was like, wait, there are gloves. Wait, there are tongs. Wait, there are mounts. Shit, stop. <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. That mailman was also driving 100 miles an hour. Even before he knew he was being chased, he was driving so fast through those red lights. <laughs> I guess they're the last <laughs> stop on his route. Maybe he had to get home to eat more turkey. <laughs> uh, 
I speaking of so like weird. classism in the post office, I was wondering by the end of the episode, I was wondering how long has it been since Jennifer or since Jonathan stepped foot in a post office because he he says twice in the episode, "Do you want to play post office with Jennifer, yeah. with Jennifer as if it's the a sexy thing?" And I was thinking, what does Jonathan think happens at the post office that's sexy at all? It's like a it, line. It's like the DMV basically. Mail goes in slots. I guess is that what he's thinking? Um, no, be a poet. isn't that a thing? Isn't post office one of those things that people say like let's play doctor that kind of thing i've never heard that is that no i i don't think so <laughs> play post office wait it's this sexy like let's sorting play this packages sexy game of post office i'm gonna be in the bedroom undressed and you have to wait in Stop. line yeah. outside yeah <laughs> and i'll be really rude and i come in and i'm like do you have the howler monkeys <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, you're out. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta give props to the post office people because the one that I go to, which is in this gorgeous, you know, it's the gorgeous old post office building downtown place I live, and um, <laughs> Springfield, Wisconsin. When I ask for, for specific ones, they're always like, "Oh, I think we're out of that." But then they actually like just make suggestions, which I really appreciate because oh. maybe I do collect stamps. Ah. They're like we're, we're out of that, but would you like an 1856 Guinea one cent magenta? Guyana one Guyana. cent magenta. I wrote that down weird. <laughs> Guyana. It's a cool looking stamp. It's octagonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very red. There's t-shirts and of it, it. There is one in the entire world. That is pretty just crazy. one. For me. I think I would think that the just the oldest stamp would have been the most Mm-mm. expensive. That's how I rate things. No, <laughs> are we really talking about this or no? That's the, just like, that's what the, I would do if I was in charge of stamps. <laughs> there's different different things that make stamps valuable. The rarity. There's rarity. There's the quality of the image. Mm-hmm. There's aspects about perforation. On the stamp mm. and mistakes, um, right? Like there's one that had and an mistakes, airplane. like the inverted Jenny. Yeah. Yep. That it's, I know from the movie Brewster's Millions. <laughs> oh, hmm. right. You know they and they reissued the inverted Jenny, and now those are worth so much money. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. So they reissued them, kind of like as a commemorative thing, and they reissued. I don't know how many they to mimic like the first release of it. They released a bunch of the upside down ones and then they released a small amount of right side up ones. Mm. And the right side up ones are now really valuable. I mean, not like millions valuable, but they're very sought after. Hmm. Hmm. I have so many boring stamp facts. <laughs> they're just gushing out of me. Like, I'm just trying to like equate it to is it it's the artwork for you that you like about stamps? I, I like mail, okay. I like the post office. Hmm. And I, yeah, I like stamps. It's just they're just fun. It's like collect like a collecting stickers in a weird dorky way. Hmm. Um, yeah, hmm. I mean it's like they do cool things. It's like I love the Ruth Asawa stamps that came out earlier this year. That's amazing, and it's an honor to be recognized and have a postage stamp. Hmm. Like that's great. Yeah. Ooh, I'm about to reveal a bias because I was going to say and like the Osama Noguchi stamps. Mm-hmm. Those are also awesome. <laughs> but whatever like it's just 
I like work that employs artists and I like getting mail and stamps a part of that intersection of that. Yeah. I feel like I don't receive enough mail anymore. That isn't like postage paid mm-hmm. <laughs> printed on the, on Bills. the envelope. <laughs> yeah. Boring. Um, yeah. Like it's so rare. It's, it's just holidays and birthdays. Mm-hmm. Whenever I ask for stamps for the past, I feel like decade, I've gotten statue of Liberty stamps, the forever ones. And that's all I've gotten. Mm-hmm. I know. I always end up with a rose and I'm like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> Boring. There's now they I don't know, they make a decent variety of forever stamps now, but some of them are like I mean, if you just go and buy a whole bunch of stamps to use on whatever, you're just stuck with those things. The forever stamp has introduced kind of a banality mm-hmm. to some of the stamps. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Because <laughs> it's just like there it is, there's that one again. I, um, what was w- William Daniel's name in the episode? Claude. He, Claude. Claude. No, Claude Faraday's oh. the the yeah, stamp it's... guy. He was Simon something. Simon. Simon. Mister Simon from Saint Elsewhere, and I love his one of his first called? lines to Jay or Jade. I thought her name was Jade. Jade. Jay. Okay, one of his first lines to Jay was stamps are the it's are one of the most beautiful and incompetent. Yeah, basically, oh. stamps are one of the oh, most beautiful wait. things oh, in the God. world. And at this moment, you don't remind me you of don't a stamp. Remind me of a stamp. That was like. That's so assholey. Fuck it you. Was, it was not Unnecessary. only assholey, it was like a horribly stupid thing to say. Like, like does, you're not even being clever. It's not dude. clever, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird, yeah, roundabout like it was way of just saying. Just the, the longest, most drawn out way of being mean to your uh, interest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's it set the tone, though, because he is abusive to the people of Hench. Yeah. And that's clearly like an abusive thing. And I think both of those people were actually good actors. So you kind of like, I think they do a good job with that. Like she's, she clearly is having <laughs> yeah. some thoughts and he is right. It's, mm-hmm. it's an abuser. And then she gets all gussied up. Right. And then they have their, yeah, she puts on a, a purple, purple gown. She looks like <laughs> she puts on a crazy captain that makes her look like Thor's mom or something in Asgard. <laughs> she really looks like Elvira styled her. That's what my, that's the what hair, she looked like to I me. Had, like, so she shows up when we first see her, she's just, you know, pallorous with these great giant glasses. And then oh, the, the glasses are so good. The black, the super thick black hair that's just pulled back in this helmet. And I thought immediately, I was like, well, you look better than that. Like you, you are obviously right. a it's beautiful woman. Absolutely <laughs> a she, a she's all that good heavens, Miss Sakamoto, you're Cor- beautiful. Moment. Correct. So when yeah. she disappears and then comes back out, I was not, you know, surprised by any means. Uh, except for the amount the turnaround of, time was really quick, especially for the amount of blush that she put on because wow, but her hair, <laughs> like her, yeah. her sexy hair, I was not a fan of like, it was really Play-Doh hair. <laughs> hair press <laughs> her sexy. Are you saying she got her wig at the fun factory? Yeah. Her, her, oh, what are those, what are those me. dolls that like have the, the, you the clamp Fisher on price the hair ones? and then you see the tabs. <laughs> sticking oh, the- <laughs> She, I feel like her hair looked like if you saw her from the back in just a blazer, you'd be like, the conductor is here. <laughs> or Cornelius. Like maestro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Planet of the Jays. Yeah. It, she it was, was a Dresherian kind of mm-hmm. attractive. And then the hair just really was, I don't know. It was too one piece. <laughs> <laughs> chunk hair a chunk liked, of hair i kind of liked her i mean 
I liked her for some reason, but obviously she has some stuff to work work through. They were all so dumb, even for heart to heart standards for villains. They I just, were so yeah, like it, I, the, I'm obviously uh, the writers were were on a yeah. break or something because it was the <laughs> they were like, oh, this is how she's going to hide the stamp, and everyone was like, brilliant lunch, let's take yeah, lunch. and then it like they we ha- never came back. We have to loop the hearts in somehow <laughs> into this episode. Here's here's one way we could do it. It's clearly there would have there could have been I don't know a ton of better ways to do that. I just, I feel like we've we've been watching episodes that are so chalk filled with plot and mm. like twists and things and this one it was just like they want to get this stamp back and the hearts don't know they have it yeah and the jay's for the stamp jay's attempts to get the stamp back at the very onset of this i was like girl just take the damn thing and give her another one just yeah, take just it grab it and, and run give away her another one and then it's just a million dollars right immediately write an address on it like just do what you were doing. Write your write the address on the damn thing, and then it's like, okay, it's a lost cause. Don't continuously be like, oh well, I'm just holding. Let me get you a fresh one. I yeah. Come on, girl. Yeah. You are. Was... This is not See, good villain behavior. Yeah. I thought that was good. I thought it was it was uh, adding like that little bit of suspense, right? Where she's like, Jay's like, shit, mm. and uh, trying to get it back. I don't know. I think I if guess, they made Claude. I mean, I was I wasn't like these people are boneheads. I was just sort of like, oh, that's kind of funny and clever. Mm. Maybe if Claude was a more way more controlling and she was a little bit Simon. scarce. No, Claude. Because Claude's the she, old man. Exactly. Because oh. she oh, was in front of him at that point when she was trying to get the stamp back from Jennifer after mistakenly giving it to her. Maybe if Claude was a more controlling, like scary character maybe that would have worked better for me that she just wouldn't grab it back and give her a different one <laughs> the know? guy Claude, who is wit wit uh wit bissell wit bissell name uh i mm-hmm. i swear to god <laughs> when he first showed up on screen i was like is he even here is he really really drunk what's going on mm-hmm. because the way he delivered his lines i was like there's something wrong with you and <laughs> i like i couldn't tell if it was just age or or what but it seemed alcoholy to me oh. and i actually oh. looked, i looked it up to see if he died soon after or during the filming of this episode <laughs> stop <laughs> because oh. he's not in the rest of the episode like he has two scenes oh, right, in the, in right. The show, where they're like he's gone he had a heart attack yeah <laughs> that that was very odd yeah odd. it was um, weird cuz they they yeah. also the beginning of the episode oh, right. oh yeah he says mm-hmm. there's a scene where he's talking about jay and he says she's my second self some might say mm-hmm. or something like that and i and i wrote down that might come back mm. it didn't no. surprise like i was like that's yeah. gonna be the double twist and i couldn't wait for like something of interest he dressed up he's like drag <laughs> episode that would make oh sense with her styling too if she took the wig off yeah she just Stop removes the wig and turns it to, to Claude. <laughs> I didn't have a heart attack after all. Oh my god. Oh god. So funny. I love also the detector that detects stamp ink and yeah. makes a horrible noise if any stamp ink goes through it. And lights up fluorescent is rods. <laughs> very easily bypassed by just going to the other side like Jennifer does at the beginning of the yeah. episode. It's so funny. They have all this technology. I like how the person that gave the hearts their invitation to the to the party demanded their invitation <laughs> when they got to the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, bitch, you know they're invited. 
you yeah. handed them the invitation. <laughs> right. Yeah, that part was kind of funny where it's like, she's like, well, you can go. We can have your car brought around. Mm-hmm. I love like, that scene. Really? That was- you're not going to. You're not going to let them into this gallery <laughs> thing. That was my favorite scene of the episode because they just were having such a fun time fucking with yeah, her. Yes. Jennifer's, Jennifer's coming out of her skin with delight at uh, fucking with Jay. Right? She loves it. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But I, but I want to talk about how how bizarre it is that <laughs> that is the security measure. Mm-hmm. Two things strike me in that thing where it's like that is so even for a heart to heart that is so fake that it's yeah berserk mm-hmm. yeah and then i'm like oh but the security guard is a woman and she's named babs and that's kind of awesome oh those I were like my that. two takeaways from the stamp ink detector the horrible noise it made was my main takeaway that it just made the worst <laughs> possible noise you could imagine so loudly <laughs> yeah it was both like a bell and a grinding sound at the same time yeah mm-hmm. and if we live in a world if you're if the show is in a world where stamp ink can be detected like that, it's like we're, <laughs> it's a whole new Willy Wonka world now. Yeah, no, that's this. just that, that's insane. Yeah, it's just insane. It's like okay, stamp what else, ink. What else exists in this world? <laughs> because all stamps are printed with the exact same ink that I mean, has the exact same metallic property. There was an old timey mm. car that turned into a satellite. So true, like, but that yeah, makes but more sense to me because does. that's actually a piece of machinery yeah. that can be taken apart yeah. and put back together. It's true, but a stamp is a piece stamp, of paper with paint, paint on it. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me just wishes that, like in the backdrop in the gallery, the gold barbells, like that Vince's gold barbell, was just in the vitrine <laughs> somewhere in the gallery. <laughs> That actually, I thought about solid gold murder <laughs> because was that also the solid gold murder, like the place where he threw the barbell out of the top floor window? Was that the same building? No, no, like they have no spiral staircase. I, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It just all. It I mean, seems it like it was been. probably in the same office park. Probably. Like they just. That's probably just like a Burbank studio office lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for me, spiral staircase fight is now like. The gold standard for me for a staircase fight. Yeah. Well, and because, it's bonus points if you trample a couple on the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty rad. Just slide over. <laughs> them. Look, they were a million percent in the way. I liked his dramatic pause before he yelled, Fire! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Like, that's how you knew that he, like, that guy's just. And then evil. someone screamed at the top of their lungs, just in sort of running away, which I also love. <laughs> that's such a funny reaction to not seeing any fire, but something, something scream fire. <laughs> right. It's that old classic thing where, oh no, it's like when somebody screams fire in a crowded yeah. stamp yeah. gallery. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for the spiral staircase. Also, don't fuck with Jonathan on a spiral staircase because no. you will get fucked up yeah, hard. No, you're I mean, die. Jonathan jumped on McCoy mm. after he shot Jay. Mm-hmm. Jonathan sprang onto, like he cold cocks him, like he throws him really far across the room with a punch, mm-hmm. yeah. a single punch. And then he springs like a panther <laughs> mm-hmm. onto the desk and then proceeds <laughs> to throw himself on top of McCoy, who, quite frankly, is already out of the game because Jonathan punched him so hard that he flew like <laughs> eight feet backwards and over a desk. Yeah. But I like that Jonathan suddenly... It, there was just kind of like a creepy, I don't know, otherworldly vibe with Jonathan at that moment where he became half man, half 
animal. It, that was a weird clip for me. I don't know who was doing the stunts, but that one, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to bring up McCoy's other moment in the parking garage and heart to oh, heart yeah. loves oh, a parking yeah. garage and it's, it tends to be a very good thing. And I thought this one was interesting. McCoy mm-hmm. with confused. the nylons over his face with the police uniform that's mm-hmm. a pretty creepy that's good look. Dark. Like that was oh, that was dark. good. It looks I, creepy, but why <laughs> why are you doing that? It was okay. Why do you have a you have an outfit on? You're in disguise. Why are you putting a nylon over your face after you're already in disguise? Because it's scary. Because it's scary. I th- but yes. this is also this is such a comedic episode. Like they were really trying for the comedy in this yeah. one. I felt like mm-hmm. because really? there wasn't much else. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of like uh, musical cue. <laughs> Acme. And a lot of a lot of tired jokes. Stanley was there. Um, <laughs> there was the topicals joke, which which is right, just mm. st- so stupid. But it's like, hey guys, it's it's nine p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's make a boob joke. Uh, <laughs> but that scene, that scene, <laughs> I was really like, okay, this is really creepy. You have this nylon on your face, but then I I kept thinking. Your beard is so huge, and those mm. nylons are so light. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just a further degree of his ineptitude. Yeah, really yeah. Is. I mean, the, but that was the running joke for McCoy, right? Mm. Was that he's incompetent? It's just like a chain of abuse. Yeah, um, with the uh, main villain and the people of Hench. It was just like this is relentless. I mean, he <laughs> calls them so many names. He's like, you're stupid, you're incompetent, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just you don't ugh. resemble a stamp. You don't resemble a stamp. I mean, that is that really cuts cold hearted. <laughs> they made a lot of puns, but I think by the end of the episode, it seemed like McCoy's specialty was shooting people in the heart. Like that seemed like what his actual specialty thing was that he did as a hitman or as a man of hench, because he, I don't know if he's making a joke or something, but he, I think he was making a joke, but it was like about shooting them in the heart. It was said often enough that it was like, that is what you do. And then, um, uh, what Simon brings him into the room, just he's the, to carry the gun. He's just the, the holder of the gun. Yeah. He's, He's the muscle. Yeah, which is just why don't you just have a gun and shoot him? Because <laughs> he he would never deign to get his hands dirty. I guess. I mean, it's not he's a, a metal coward detector too. At the he's door. also a coward. Why do I have to do all the dirty work? Yeah, it's like yeah. because you keep making all the mistakes. Oh God, which was true. It's like huh. McCoy, played <laughs> okay. by played by Peter Daniels, who is an act, or sorry, Peter Jason, uh, who is an actor that I love. Uh, oh, really? What else is he in? Uh, for me, most <laughs> most noticeably, Prince of Darkness. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're, right. We're right back at Prince of Darkness. Is he one of the scientists? <laughs> yes, he is. He's, and he's also in They Live and uh, 48 Hours. And a little movie called Mortal Kombat. <gasps> really? Yeah. Is he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the f- uh, what's his name? Goron? Is that his name? He is... Goro. Nope. He's Master Boyd. Master Boyd? <laughs> the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that one anyway i love peter jason um yeah more on that later this was a breakout role for him <laughs> he did such an amazing job he's a comedic actor like he was and like i felt like they were he was being used as a comedic actor i don't think the comedy in this episode landed at all but it oh. was a it was an attempt at a light kind of a light airy heart-to-heart episode like that, that the chase scene with the post 
post office guy, the post worker, was supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of time. cruel. And then, although the the chase yeah. theme was great, the music during the chase was oh. so so disco. There good. was a great that montage at the very beginning of the episode with the stamps. There's a flying stamps. Yeah, I did like that, and it was like this industrial industrious music. Yeah, this <laughs> is mm-hmm. pretty great. It's so stupid. <laughs> 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 oh, my oh lord okay i'm trying to think if there's any other like i think i've covered I, well my notes are totally <laughs> gone. um i was shocked that jennifer was allowed to root through a mailbag because that's like the one thing that's been so constant throughout illegal. my entire life is once the post once the postal worker has your mail Right it's theirs by. now you you can no longer see it and she just he just says oh sure and she rifles through a mailbag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. The fact that and he then she dehumanizes him about the turkey that he was so grateful and for. Then- That's a weird moment. Have either of you ever had a situation where you put something in the mail and then you were like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. No. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I don't think so. Have you? Probably. I mean, I've probably <laughs> done that so many times that I just can't even remember because you, of the... Did you have a thousand mile per hour volume of that? chase? I think, the I've, post I think I've mailed... Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've mailed bills in with the checkout or like, mm. like things like that. Mm. But I'm surprised Jonathan didn't jump onto the mail truck as it was driving. <laughs> he didn't jump onto any cars. That could have been a perfect True, moment. For but him to- he was like Panther like in mm. the, in Claude Faraday's office. <laughs> when he hit McCoy It's like the equivalent of putting you know, when you just put something out there and you can't take it back, right? I guess it's the equivalent now of that, like when you send somebody a text and you can't, like, mm-hmm. like too bad, like it's yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else? Do you ever just delete ones so that you can't see how dumb you were? <laughs> I mean, I delete. Sometimes I delete ones that. I mean, I I know that the other person still has it, but I can't even stand to look at how dumb I've been, so <laughs> I delete it. <laughs> No, I've never done that. <laughs> no, nobody's uh-uh. ever done. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny. I really want to see those deleted messages, though. <laughs> I want to see what you said. <laughs> I want to go back um, through ours, our text chain, and just see all like there's no <laughs> Ellen's all gone completely from it. <laughs> no, oh my you God. still Once, get to see them. Yeah, well, I just, oh, I'm, that's right. And basically, like. I did delete, uh, uh, I had a Teams meeting uh, for a project I was on and I was going to look, it was St. Patrick's Day and I was like, we were all drinking because it was a rap party and I typed, I just typed St. Patrick's Day and hit enter into the chat of like 18 people on this job because uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to search for a GIF, but you have to search like, you have to do like slash St. Patrick's Day to search for a GIF. So it just was me saying St. Patrick's Day <laughs> in the group chat, but I deleted it and apparently it deletes for everybody on whatever thing we were using, Discord or Teams uh, or whatever, which is uh, great, a great feature. I love that feature. Yeah. Im- imagine the mm. world we would live in if you could delete and retrieve texts. <laughs> I do have, every time I send an email, I'm like, it would be so much cooler. <laughs> I have this thing in my head that's like, what if I said like fuck off in that email somehow? Like I, I don't know why I think of like, what if I just had like a Tourette's moment and just said all these like nasty things and I have this like panic moment every time I hit send on an email. Really? Um, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what that is, but it's like this. What if I actually like said a bunch of shit I shouldn't have said in that email? So yeah, 
but I never have yet. <laughs> well, maybe that's a healthy thought yeah. that you have. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about that to Because there's nothing else to talk about about Heartless really? Hobby. Yeah. <laughs> there was one moment with Jennifer that I loved when they were meeting with someone and at the end Jonathan he he Jonathan's like, I owe you one and the guy's like, Next time we're golfing, just like fail a couple putts and the face jennifer gives after he says that is just like Fine. shut the fuck up i'm getting out of here i don't want any more golf jokes like shut up i'm leaving it was so good her body language and everything yeah. bye jennifer was nailing it this episode yeah. with with her i feel like they both were i feel like the the jennifer jonathan vibes this episode are really great mm. yeah pretty natural and and good like it's I, I think it's one of those episodes where it's just like, yeah, that that's firing yeah. on all cylinders. That was good. We had to have some all the other stuff surrounding them. I don't know, but I think I didn't. I think get the impression that I didn't disdain this episode as much as the two of you. Mm, yeah, that, and maybe that, it's because I wouldn't stamps call it or disdain. Something. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate this episode. I just didn't. I, I found it very boring. Like, yeah, I was just that like, scene. I want this over now. That scene that ended mm -hmm. with that golf joke was the armored car who delivered the stamp. Yeah. They were talking about a missing stamp and where could it have possibly gone missing for so long? That conversation was so <laughs> long and it was about a missing stamp. And I just was like, oh, and it ended in a golf joke. And so I was just like, oh my God. This is also, this, this just points more to the kind of tiredness of simply money as motive for a, for a villain. Yeah. That's so boring. It is so boring. If there was anything with these villains, like anything with, with Simon and Jay and McCoy that was interesting, or they like develop their characters as yeah. Like if Simon was fucking scary mm -hmm. and just really like, or, or was covered, his whole body was covered in stamps <laughs> or like, <laughs> You know, just something. Yeah, I it, uh. it was just so dull, and and the whole process of finding out where the stamp was was boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just was a it was a it was a stinker for me. Yeah, I didn't hate it though because I did love some of the music, uh, some of the clothes. I like sunny days in L.A. in nineteen in the nineteen eighties. Like, <laughs> I like um, I like Jennifer Jay's being clutch. sassy as fuck. Jay's clutch. Did you Jay's clutch was really good with like the diagonal eel skin. Oh yeah, that was good. Chips, that was good. But we all know when I'm talking about people's clutches that something's wrong. <laughs> oh, uh, we were also kind of cracking up wrong. that the hearts like they get home and tape the invitation to a a poor magnifying mirror in the bathroom while Jennifer mm -hmm. steams her face. And Joe was like, what the fuck are they doing? What's that? And I was like, oh, I think she's she's a stamp collector. She's so she's the steaming off. the stamp off. But then. <laughs> but she's not. She's not. Like, they just leave it taped up there and then flip the mirror around. And when when she's actually taking the invitation to go to the party, she doesn't take the stamp off. Right. This is all stupid. This is all, like, not thought out. I just had a weird feeling that. There was something that might have happened. I mean, this is probably very illogical given the way that people put shows together, but it feels like they were doing the steaming thing because they were going to discover yeah. Yeah. the stamp, right? 
but they don't. So it's like, so is that something where they're like, mm, we're going to, that's not quite whatever, which seems like something they wouldn't do by the time they're on set doing like shooting the episode. So it's kind of like, is that just meant to be some sort of weird thing where we're, we're like, Oh, the stamp is going to come off, but it doesn't. And we never think about it again until McCoy is creeping around the villain villain's most favorite place in the heart's house, which is the dressing area yeah. and the bathroom where yeah. he hides pointing a loaded gun you, at his own head. This is the last note I have about the episode. Can you, you stop explain? putting freeway in cupboards, everybody? Also? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please. He talked I to freeway in the best so way. Much. I loved how he talked to freeway. Like freeway that was, was great. He's like, Oh, look, come over. I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> Can you explain to me what his mission was to go and get that stamp back? He was going to, he was supposed to get the stamp back and kill them if he needed. Yeah. To. So why did right. he just leave the house? Because he's not a killer. Oh, because he's a because sweet he's McCoy. he's actually uh, smarter than Simon in that way. Because he says, like, I would have to kill both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. so he- And it's like, yeah, McCoy, mm-hmm. that is a very bad idea. Yeah. It's yeah. like, if you're going to LaBianca the hearts, like, something bad's going to come of that. You, yeah. What like, have I the, been saying? Like, not good. every villain in Heart to Heart to like tie up loose ends they murder more and more people that's like every villain <laughs> he's the one villain to understand that murdering somebody <laughs> creates a whole yeah, string like, like not a good idea it's like a plate of spaghetti of loose ends if you <laughs> murder another person like you gotta understand i'm taking care of <laughs> but then he walks straight <laughs> past the invitation on his way out the door because it's in the bowl by the door and he yeah. walks right past it which is great. See, oh, for no. me, like the stuff that is stupid, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny and awesome. I don't like it. <sighs> I don't know. That was my. I think that's my last note, though. Well, then that means it's time for pick, pick your poke. poke. Who would you like to philately? McCoy. Mm, McCoy as well. Peter Jason, of course. Duh. Dreamy, dreamy Peter Jason. I've yeah. always been very attracted to Peter Jason, very and uh, even though this is not my favorite of his looks. <laughs> Because <laughs> that middle part, no, no one needs to do a middle part. Men, I don't like a middle part on any man. I can't. If you can oh. find a middle part on a man that looks good, please show me because I don't think it exists. Well, you're clearly not Gen Z. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cat's out of the bag. Eric's not Gen Z. Ellen, uh, is it Art Mummy or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it the stamp? <laughs> or is it one of the clutches? <laughs> is it fake rare stamps? Is it Jennifer's nasty um, dress? Is it those weird butterfly stamps? Mm-hmm. Triangular butterfly stamps? I'm going to talk about stamps for another second. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> the British Library has one of my favorite um, stamp displays just in, in terms of accessibility. Because they have these things that just pull out. They're wall-mounted case things, and you just pull them out, Mm. and all the stamps are there. Mm. I mean, of course, not all of this. They have something like a million stamps or something in their collection. But anyways, all right. Um, I don't have a poke. (laughs) I like that. That was to take up time to say all to say, like, nope, nope, Mm. nope. Well, there you go. Nope. There you go. Uh, Any other notes to cover? Not for me. Well, then it's time for ratings. Mm. Zero to five hearts. Uh, I'm going to give this a one and a half. Mm. I was going to give it a two, but then talking about it, I was like, yeah, no. Um, it's a one and a half for all the reasons I've stated yeah. <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> that was your vibe, so it makes sense. Uh, 
so I forgot this quote from Stanley that I loved at the end because uh, Stanley, we find out, is a stamp collector, and he somebody asked him to do, to do. I think Jonathan asked him to do something. He says, "Duty before philately," as I always say, which I love, <laughs> which I've never heard Stanley say before. Surprisingly, you've uh, never heard Stanley say "duty before philately." No, I've never heard him say. Are you that. kidding? Oh my god, Joe, are you even watching the show? It's his fucking Mostly, catchphrase. Uh, what I the one point if I give any points to the show it's for be, like allowing me to say philately so much in one night. <laughs> uh, you are you are saying it so much. I love it. I love that word. Um, the guy, the st- Simon, the villain, at one point says it's like a comedy of errors, and the joke's gone stale. And that's exactly how I feel about this episode. Is just like so stale feeling. It is so boring mm-hmm. and i was just like that's really meta because mm, this is <laughs> fucking stale i'm gonna give it a two though uh because it wasn't you know as bad as it was it, there's like a plot i guess and <laughs> the hearts did have some charming moments <laughs> together so just please <laughs> please take note that one of your reasons for giving it a higher rating was that it has a plot you guess has a plot i guess yeah they like finished a t- an episode of television which is not a easy <laughs> yeah, good thing job guys yeah you guys did Fantastic. it good job yeah. pearl bell not everyone can do that i feel like delightful that's a triumph in itself everyone so showed up for work that week yeah it, it's really not i don't know i I just Except didn't think for it was Bissell, like who got drunk after the first yeah. day of shooting. Yeah. Oh yeah. We never we never fully talk about that. <laughs> the owner of the stamp <laughs> museum just has a heart attack. I assume they killed him, right? That Jay killed I hope him. So they should have put it in the episode, but they never explain what happened there, right? He's just in the hospital, sight unseen. I really think that dude just could not finish. He was so his, drunk. No. Well, I don't know. Drunk or. Or just, you know, in some way infirm. I, I just don't think he could finish the episode. I really believe that. So that kind of takes away I from I also my... think that might have contributed to why the episode was such a yeah. drawn out, lame uh, idea. So they kind of didn't finish an episode of television. Maybe not. Well, they no, they did. Fin- they rallied and finished it. Yeah. Because mm. 44 minutes of television aired. I, I, I really don't know why I'm giving it a two. I just, it's like, it could have been worse. <laughs> it's true. Basically. Ellen? Hey, this weekend I learned I can do that thing where you can hang a spoon on your nose. <laughs> oh, nice. Never did it before. Is it called philately? <laughs> no, but I actually um, moved my phone over and written down on my pad of paper, it says, duty before philately. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and not- above that, it says, stupid, incompetent idiot. That's about <clears throat> it. I, mean, I think I covered that. Oh, wait, one more note. Old Forester. Oh, was there an old um, Forester in the episode? Isn't that a whiskey? Yeah, it's on um, Simon Whatever's uh, tray of varietal brown liquors. <laughs> <laughs> which they There's, drank out of like. They drank J&B. <laughs> yeah, which they drank out of weird like pizza parlor cups or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was bizarre. But yeah, Old Forester is the bottle that he doesn't choose. You can see J&B and a bottle of Jack Daniels <laughs> and then a bottle of Old Forester and two other things, which, of course, it just I'm like, I wonder what that is. Oh, well, um, <laughs> where am I going with that? It, it's that a two. <laughs> yeah, it's a two. Because, mm-hmm. um, I, I, yeah, this one just uh, glanced off me in a different way than I think it did 
the two of you. Um, but it just doesn't click. And also it makes me so uncomfortable when people just are have gloves and are touching the shit out of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's not right. It's not right. You should go work at the Municipal Gallery of Art. They play real fast and loose there, too. And your Anubis they're, mask. They're looking for it, yeah. I was trying to think about the villain, too, and he's just not a memorable villain. Nope. The the most intimidating he was is when he screamed fire. <laughs> fire! Fire! With his weird uh, elocution school accent, yeah. too. Like, uh, again. He's, yeah. He's such a calm, gentle presence on Boy Meets World. He is really just like a very enlightened person. Have you ever watched that show? No, I've never seen that show. I mean, like, he's a good actor. I like, I like his, him. I like yeah, that actor. He is a really great actor. Yeah. Just this, his character on St. Elsewhere, I super love Dr. Craig. I, I wish that they had given him a villain worth his salt. Uh, just like, I know. It, it, the, yeah, no, this was like, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that there was a problem in production that week. <laughs> or if Jay could have been the main villain and she could have been a lot weirder just to match her visual stylings. I think it would have been cool. Jay was, Jay was, I liked looking at Jay, but she didn't she, do anything. She seemed cool. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. She has some shit to work out. Yeah. I hope this uh, episode she, yeah, is okay no, to listen bad. to. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh I'm just like so scared about this episode <laughs> of the podcast. I mean, it's, a, it's I okay. I'll put of, a bunch of like weird sound effects. In it. I sort of <laughs> like the, <laughs> the creepy, creepy, let's have some brown liquor and do it on our lunch hour, on your lunch hour yeah. thing. After I like insult you the way you look yeah that part wasn't great i guess <laughs> sorry yeah i'm just focusing on how like oh it's fun to do it on your lunch hour after you drink but mm-hmm. yeah the all the abusive stuff surrounding that never mind <laughs> i do like that though it, it makes it weirder it adds a, a layer to it that well and that's how we meet those characters so i do mm-hmm. think there's certain things that are very successful i feel like the abusive dynamic between jay and simon is consistent and you know well done and and not necessary honestly like he could have just betrayed her but Mm. i don't know you know i get uncomfortable when the villains are really mean to the Mm -hmm. persons of hench you know i don't like that well i think the first thing jay says in the episode too i forgot about this was she walks into the room and then i think mccoy's there and he says at last i was getting worried and she says get lost instead yeah and he walks (laughs) out yeah that's that's a great she's like paying it forward to mccoy it's like (laughs) "Mm, jay really is that how we're doing it also, if you have a choice between Simon and McCoy, you're going to fuck Simon. Then he shoots her. It's like, maybe you shouldn't have been anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this episode gets a 5.5, which is a low heart murmur. Very low. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's heart palpitation. It's, 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 barely, <laughs> it's barely beating. Um, Ellen, what mm. are we doing next? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, originally airing on january 19th 1982 next week we are going to be discussing my heart belongs to daddy (laughs) oh my god i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) i don't like it at all (laughs) my heart belongs to daddy (laughs) okay Uh, huh my heart belongs to daddy. Are we, are we, have we relaxed? Are we good? <laughs> no. My heart belongs Can to daddy. Can we proceed? <laughs> May I proceed? Maybe. Okay. 
Yes. One mm-hmm. little girl with the ringlets is going to be in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Originally airing on Jan- <laughs> on January 1982. Oh, that didn't go well. Oof. Let's do this again. My heart belongs to Daddy. <laughs> Jennifer's long-awaited reunion with her father is laced with danger and surprise uh-huh. when she discovers. That he is a government agent targeted for murder. Ooh, Ooh cool. Okay. Jennifer's daddy. That's funny. Didn't she I, mention her, her dad came up in this episode, right? Her dad, because Claude um, Faraday is a friend of her father's. Yeah. That's right. And I know that previously when we were getting some Jennifer Edwards backstory, Joe in particular, you were struck by the horse farm that Jennifer <laughs> grows up yes. on. And we absolutely... Go to the horse farm. Yes. Um, Just a quaint little cottage. Maryland. And, yes. And, would you already know who plays her dad? I don't. Sean Connery. (laughs) 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 Uh, There's a a Rosemary's Baby-ish tie-in, but also... This person's so amazing and in so many, so many films oh. that I love. John Cassavetes uh, plays her father. <laughs> is he in Nobody Loves an Albatross as well? Is he in Luther? Guy. <laughs> Guy would um, Oh, did you really? No, no, really? No. Um, it's Ray Milland. Oh, wow. Hmm. Who that? Who is the <laughs> horrible, evil husband in Dial M for Murder opposite... Grace Kelly, among other things. Oh. He's in the, the spooky movie, The Uninvited, which is a ghost movie that I really mm. like. Oh, Raymond Land. But he, his Rosemary's Baby thing is he's in the super weird, like, whatever it's called. Like, oh, shit, Rosemary's Baby or whatever the miniseries. The, look what happened to Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> yeah. He's totally Roman cast of that in that. Yeah. Oh. Um, his big thing is he is, this movie um, is so great, but it bums me out. Um, the last weekend, of course. Hmm. I haven't seen that, and he is incredible in that. If you like watching movies about um being super drunk, Raymond, yeah, um, I love him. Excited. Well, if you made it through this episode, I congratulate you and thank you. For, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank for, you for hanging out with us. Oh. I promise that. Uh, uh, well, I can't make promises really, <laughs> but I think we'll be better next time. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Oh my God. Please, fo- <laughs> please follow <laughs> us on our social meds at it was murder pod. That's Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us. Not based on this episode necessarily, uh, <laughs> yeah. on wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Yikes. <laughs> It's a show. It's a show about stamps from the eighties. We're sorry, okay. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> I'm not apologize. Stamps don't need to apologize. No, this mm. is true. They're an enduring um, symbol of of uh, American ingenuity and it's global ingenuity at that. Wow. Postage stamp. I didn't Invented know you felt so passionately Scotland. about stamps. <laughs> I'm multidimensional. Uh, and with that, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Ellen, did you? Did you what? Did you have a, you seemed like you wanted to hammer a point home. <laughs> no, I was just going to say something boring about when stamps were invented. Anyways, um, can you edit me out of this episode? Entirely? <laughs> <laughs> just like your text messages? Yeah. I'm yeah. very Can happy. I just like. <laughs> just delete everything you said. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> every every time you say anything, we'll just put somebody saying, "My heart belongs to Daddy" over the top. <laughs> we'll just have you dubbed. My heart belongs to Daddy. I I actually really like that episode. I'm excited to see it again. Cool. I'm excited to watch it. Um, people of Hench, please stop putting freeway in cupboards. It's really annoying. Stop being mm. so stupid, dude. Jesus. Don't take that abuse. Yeah, There's other abuse. work out there. Even You're if better. You feel like there isn't. Graduate to yeah. Pr- give yourself a promotion to being a villain. In the immortal words of the film Hollywood Shuffle, "There's always work at the post office." Good night, Freeway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In the immortal words of John Townsend, <laughs> "Do you want to play post office?" <laughs> Good night, Freeway. <laughs> yeah.